Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey, welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. It's Rory Vaden breaking down this interview, filling in for AJ, going solo today. But this incredible interview with Kim Scott, which kind of caught me a little bit by surprise at how powerful it was. And, you know, Kim is really known for radical candor. I mean, at least in my circles, she's known as a very successful book. And so her new book here, I hadn't heard much about. And and so just getting into this, it was meaningful for me. And it's funny because one of the things that I love about this show and doing this show, you know, for you and, and with you is how often these tactical kind of personal brand strategy conversations end up applying to just our everyday real life, right? (laughs) Like, and this was one of those where it was like, okay, this affects my personal brand, but this also, you know, maybe even more so I see this one going, geez, this, this affects some things going on for me personally that I need to, you know, just do better with and be more mindful of. And so anyways, yeah, there's a couple key takeaways here. And they apply, I think, to both personally and professionally or with a personal brand. So the first thing that she talked about that really stuck with me was this concept of the three levels of bias. And, you know, I like to think of myself, I think most of us probably do, as not being prejudiced and, you know, not being discriminatory and being, you know, kind of like open-minded and, you know, for the most part, pretty welcoming and receptive of different people from different, you know, places in life and different belief systems and things. But it was powerful for me to think of that not as like a yes, no, as like, a okay, it's this or it isn't this, like you either are or you aren't. 
And it really is more of a continuum. And so her three levels, I think her lowest level, she said was, was biased, meaning, you know, it's kind of like you offend somebody or you say something that's unfair and you didn't really mean to, it's just kind of like, you're not even like aware of it. And then there's prejudice, which is like, oh no, I know exactly what I'm saying. I know why I'm saying it. And I actually do believe this. And I do believe whatever, there's a difference here between two classes of people or however you want to call it. And then there's bullying, which is like kind of felt to me, she didn't say it quite like this, but the way that I processed it was it's basically like prejudice plus anger, right? It's like prejudice plus emotion where you're deliberately kind of trying to harm someone or to, you know, maybe put them down or whatever, however you want to say it. So I think the first part was just, it hit me just thinking about this as a continuum and going, oh yeah, well, I almost, I most definitely probably have some biases I'm not even aware of. And even just having the conversation was powerful because it made me think about, okay, I wonder what those are. And I wonder how much they're showing up in my life. I don't even realize it. And specifically in with your personal brand, right? Is going, okay, where are there things that I'm doing in my writing, in my speaking, in my content or my curriculum that I may be either just oblivious to the idea that I'm potentially either offending someone or excluding somebody or leaving something out. And, you know, I think that's a good thought. I mean, it's a, it's good to be mindful of that, especially in today's day and age. Right. And you certainly don't want to step into the waters of the cancel culture. I don't think by like, you know, accidentally, you know, pissing a bunch of people off and, and having it come back at us. And, you know, I guess every personal brand is different in, in these regards, but for most of us, we're probably not deliberately trying to offend other people. So, you know, we want to be aware of that. So I think it's kind of like, okay, where on this continuum am I in, you know, just how I think about people, how I talk about people, how I exclude certain groups in both my personal life and then also with my personal brand and my professional life. I think that's powerful. And I think that's just maturity. I'm not saying you have to please everyone. I think there is wisdom in the self-awareness of you just going, okay, where am I on this? And are there places I'm doing? And if, you know, if you want to do it on purpose, then that's your choice. And I think that's fine. And that's part of your brand and your strategy and your choice. But I think being aware of it is the point here. And that was really good. Another thing that she said is she talked about don't criticize the criticism. Don't criticize the criticism. And this is one that I need to do better at. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's kind of embarrassing to admit this. But even as she was saying it, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> this is me. I criticize the criticism. And so here's what's happened. It, it's like, you know, I say that I want feedback and I do. I like to be aware. I, you know, because of my experience with Toastmasters and the World Championship, I received so much feedback for years and years and years of just people critiquing me and my presentation and all that stuff. And I've had a decent bit of coaching over the years and different mentors and stuff like give me quite a lot of feedback. But I think it's more in my personal life. If somebody says something to me, you know, where they'll say, okay, Rory, you're doing this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but you're doing this, right? So it's kind of like, they'll share something with me, which I don't, it's not like I, I disagree with them, but I kind of like sidestep it, right? Where I'm like, oh, 
it's like I, I kind of sidestep because it's like I don't fully receive it. I just immediately kind of like judo move and like go come back and like, well, I might do that, but you do this. And I think it's, you know, I think it's just that's probably my defense mechanism. That's the way that my brain reacts to being told it's not perfect, which of course it isn't, but I still do that. And and I hate that I do that. I need the feedback. I want the feedback. I mean, feedback is is like the instruction that makes you better. Feedback changes your life. I mean, without feedback, you don't know what's working and what isn't. And feedback is like the world revealing to you, the world giving you instruction about how to make your life better. And yet there's some defensiveness part of that that still lives in my heart that doesn't want you know, that this kind of responds reactively to it and says, well, yeah, but you, and I really need to work on that. I'm going to work on that. And I'm going to get better at that because I just thought that was super powerful. Don't criticize the criticism. I think it's really easy to do that. And I also think the other thing that she didn't really say, I don't think, but it, it made me think of this. This is another, you know, while we're on the topic of Rory Vaden weaknesses in his life. I think another thing that I do is I'll respond to criticism with criticism or I'll respond to feedback with feedback. So not only will I kind of like, yeah, like criticize their criticism is like, well, that's not fair. That's not honest. That's not right. You know, that's kind of, I guess, criticizing the criticism. I'll say, well, I might be this way, but you do this and this and this, or let me tell you about you. And it's like the worst time to give feedback to someone else is probably when they're giving feedback to you. It's like, you're doing it defensively and emotionally and in response to what they're doing, which really is probably trying to help you. I mean, sometimes you have haters online and that kind of stuff. And, you know, don't, don't pay attention to those people where they're just spitting hate for no reason. That's completely irrational. But when, you know, it's people that are close to you and matter to you, it's like, I want to be a person who is easy to talk to. I want to be a person that is easy for people to tell me when they think I have opportunity for improvement, because then a lot of people will tell me, which means I won't have a lot of blind spots, which means I'll be able to make a lot of adaptations, which means I'll become better. But in that moment, it's just like, oh, I hate, you know, there's just some automatic like knee jerk response to, well, I guess, you know, just like, I guess this humility of acknowledging and, and receiving the idea that you're not perfect, you are screwing stuff up, like you have lots of room for improvement. And even though we kind of say we want to be open to those things, I don't think any of us like to hear it. At least I don't. So anyways, I need to, I need to work on that and and I'm going to work on that. And then the third thing, which was huge, this was big. And I've thought about this concept before, but it was so eloquent. I thought the way that Kim expressed it and packaged it. And here's what she said. She said, my intentions don't matter. My impact does. Or that's how I processed it. My intentions don't matter. My impact does. And it's like, this one's a little bit of a balance, right? Because I see there's two sides of this. And it also, I think, applies both personally and professionally, right? So one side of this is to say, well, I said something and it's your choice to be offended. 
Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. There is a part of that that I think is very true. I mean, I I actually, I do believe that is true, but there's a piece of that attitude that I think is healthy, right? Is that I can't live my life or communicate my personal brand and everything I say and believe constantly through the lens of trying to make everyone happy because you can't. And so I think there's a bit of healthiness to that, but I think there's an unhealthy part of that, which is an automatic dissolving of any personal responsibility, that part is not good. If to go, well, you know, it's not my fault. You're offended. That's your problem. Like, I think that is an immature and a little bit of an arrogant expression of not being open to the idea that most feedback has at least a kernel of truth in it. I mean, even from trolls sometimes, which is makes it even harder is, you know, sometimes there's a bit of truth in it, right? I mean, like if you look, for example, in my, you know, my books, like if you look at my Amazon reviews on the books I've written, the most common criticism I'll get is people will say, oh, you know, he talks so much about God and the Bible, I couldn't even pay attention, which I don't agree with. I mean, I don't agree with, I kind of feel like, well, I don't talk about it that much, but it is true, right? Like I've mentioned Bible verses. This is, you know, that's a part of my life that I believe in and I cannot, you know, share my full self without sharing some of that. But I do think it's like, oh, okay, it's good for me to know that for some people that, you know, affects them and not just to kind of be like, ah, well, screw you. Cause that's not, that's not how it is. So, so anyways, I think there's a healthy part of this that you're always in consideration with your personal brand of going, okay, well, I can't make everyone happy. I'm not going to try to, like, I can't make that, the, I can't expend a ton of energy on that. I'll never have energy to do anything else. But I think there is some wisdom, a lot of wisdom here to what she's saying is going, even if it wasn't your intention, it's what happened. Like, even if it's not what I said, it's what they heard. Even if it's not what I did, it's how they felt. Even if it was not what I was trying to do, it's how they took it. And that is something that is is an issue. And I have some part of that. They have some part of it too, but so do I. And I think in your personal life, you kind of have to make a choice of just going, yeah, I don't care or I do care. You know, and I would say, I don't feel like you should care too much constantly because that'll consume you. But with my, personal brand, I do really care about the concept of is what I am transmitting what other people are receiving. That's a worthwhile question. Is what I'm transmitting what other people are receiving? If there's a breakdown for whatever thing, it doesn't have to be like a political thing or racial thing or any of that, just the concept that I intended to communicate one thing what was received was something different. That is a weakness in my communication. That means there's an area for growth. And that is my responsibility that even if I don't accept your political view or your feedback, or I disagree with your assessment, 
the fact that what I'm intending to communicate is not what is being received, that is my problem. That is my issue. And as a mission-driven messenger, that's something that I should care about. I should at least be aware of it because that's the art of communication. I think the art of communication is having alignment between what you intended and the impact you actually created. You know, so if you're intending to piss people off and you're pissing them off, fine. But she's saying the problem is when there's this breakdown between your intention and your actual impact. So anyways, I know I'm, you know, just kind of touching on this. This is a very kind of abstract concept, but I think it's super powerful, especially in like our closest, you know, our marriages, our relationships with our kids, our best friends, but even with our personal brand, that is the art of communication is creating alignment and congruence between what I intended to communicate, what I transmitted and what actually was received what was actually heard. And I'm trying to always shorten the gap of those two things. That's what makes an excellent communicator. And so even though I may not agree with their assessment, I need to at least be open to the idea that my intentions don't matter, my impact does. And I should be aware of the impact I am creating, not just the intentions that I have. So that was super powerful and interesting and fascinating and I think nuanced and both in its application to our personal brand and our personal life. And so hopefully you get some of that encouragement every time you come, things that you can apply to your business, but also apply you know, into other parts of your life. It's our great honor to be able to speak into your life and into your business. We love it. Our team is so grateful for you. Please keep coming back and share this with a friend. You know, when you get one of these episodes you love, share it. That helps us so much. You can either share it directly from our blog or just take a screenshot, post it on Instagram or something, tag us. But just, you know, a lot of people need encouragement. And if you know someone who does, we would love for you to be sharing our stuff with them. And most of all, we're grateful for you being here. So that's it for today on this recap edition. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.